Broadcasting from the commodity capital of the world, Zurich, Switzerland, this is Insider's Guide to Energy. This edition of Insider's Guide to Energy is brought to you by Podectus. Go to www.podectus.com for more information. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Insider's Guide to Energy. Today we have with us Johan Alberg, Head of Marketing at Allpick. Johan, welcome to the show today. Well, glad to be here. It's, uh, looking forward to a good discussion, Chris. Yeah, we're looking forward to kicking off this podcast series. You're our first guest, so we're excited to have you here. And as you know, what we like to do is we like to talk about how technology solves business problems, right? It's not about the technology, but it's about the business problem and then applying technology. So I think when we were talking a little bit, when we decided to bring you on the show, when you and I were discussing it, you talked a little bit about how you're transforming your relationship directly with your customers and all the avenues you have to get to your customers. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. I, I think the um, we are changing. The world is changing. We are becoming more and more digital. I don't think this is news to, to really anyone. And, and we've seen this for quite some time. Uh, I think in the beginning of, of using digital tools in, 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 in respect to marketing, we basically copied what we've done before. So we took the analog and went digital in, in terms of communicating, uh, which is great. You know, it opened up new channels. It opened up a, a totally different way of communicating with customers as well, increased the span and the reach and all these things I think everyone is aware of. But I think the, the, the key change we're seeing and, and we have seen for a while, but I think will become more and more uh, obvious and more and more used in the, in, the, in the next coming months and years is the engagement. I think we're moving a little bit from, from using the online one-way communication or one-to-many communication to start using online engagement more and more. So when you say online engagement, I, I guess... Um, you know, what comes to mind to me is in the B2C world, right, where you, you might have a Twitter account or you might have some sort of social media posts. Um, you have someone on your team monitoring feedback about the company. But that, that seems very B2C-ish. So, so how does this work or how does this evolve into a B2B arrangement where you have large energy users or large customers that are slightly different? Well, I, I, think, I think you're right in certain respects, but I also think that there is an engagement ar- around uh, our B2B or, um, organizations as well. They're becoming more vocal uh, in standpoints. They're having more of a, a meaning behind the brand, uh, et cetera. So I think they're talking in different ways and communicating in different ways and stands for different ways that maybe we've seen before. And that means that need to engage in certain areas. I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, we, we're looking at sustainability. Sustainability is becoming extremely important for, for, for uh, not just everyone, but, but especially also for organizations in, in this case. And by communicating a, substa- a sustainable message is one thing, but imagine if you can track, you, you can source and you can find online B2B discussions through media, through social, through groups, where you can actually interact with customers and in the long run, turning that engagement, that prospecting into leads for your organization. Uh, and so that, I think for salespeople, this becomes extremely interesting because what you have done is you have engaged with customers prior to just finding a name at a company. 
So, so I guess what I think you're saying is, so you've got your sales organization out there looking for new targets to maybe, let's say, buy energy. Your corporate initiative uh, would be, let's say, being a sustainable energy company. And in doing so, you can use the channels, the media channels to better qualify uh, companies that are likely targets. Is that is that where where that was going, or is that just the tip of the iceberg? Or I, 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 no, I think you're totally right. I, I think, but I think it, was, it is also the tip of the iceberg. But it's a good start of, of of this journey. You know, it is a way of finding new stakeholders as well. You know, I, I'm I'm old enough to go through a number of sales trainings and, and marketing classes and. And it comes to mind that the story of blueprinting an organization and you blueprinted that through a C-level uh, kind of setup and then procurement. But now you're starting adding other stakeholders into an organization as sustainability managers, as kind of people, project managers within organizations that are engaging in certain areas, for example, sustainability. And I think it's important, not just from a marketing and sales point of view to find these people and to, to engage with them, but also from a co- corporate point of view, we want to be there. We want to talk to customers about how they can use, for example, energy as part of their sustainability uh, journey. So so what would be like a, a success story or something you've seen that recently you've maybe done that, that highlights this kind of journey? Well, I, I think there is, there, there's, there's, multiple ways of, of, of looking at it. One is obviously to engage in discussions outside of your, your own kind of bubble or your circle. And, and that you can do through through social media groups. You can do it through media monitoring, et cetera, and start both on a, on a global basis, but also then supporting your local teams with local initiatives and local groups. So I think that's one. But that's engaging in someone else's discussion, someone else's. The second part is, is obviously to, to start the the conversation or start the engagement on your own so to speak uh, and that requires uh, content uh, we, we work quite a bit with content marketing but traditionally what you did is you, you you produce content from inside communicated to your customers mainly product-led or corporate-led what we're seeing now is in order to create real customer value additional customer value that's not enough so we need to do more. And what you do then, and what we're trying to do is engage with partners. And with the right partners, you can add additional content. You can add additional value to customers. And once you do that, you can actually start leading those discussions and create engagement towards you, inbound engagement versus the outbound. So but isn't really- that what traditionally has taken place? I mean, you've been in marketing a long period of time. I've been on the commercial side of the house. And you know, we always strive as technologists to become a trusted partner, right? We we want to show the industry and bring them value more than our solution, right? And and so isn't that just taking more of the same and, and just you know just a different method of communicating it out, or is it a different strategy? I, th- I think when it comes to technology, I think in in many ways we we look at technology purely on technology. I think sometimes we forget how we can actually use the technology. Uh, and, and obviously with, with all the tools available, it's, it's one thing of, of coming up with more technology, more tools. And another thing is, okay, here's what we have today. How can we actually maximize the use of this one? And once you start combining them, I think that's where it becomes interesting. Uh, if you're using each technology in terms of communication tools uh, in silos, which in, in many ways have been done, I think that's, that's one 
challenge to be solved. But if once you start engaging these one, it's not straightforward because there are different platforms, there are different uh, communication tools, there are different people in the organization sometimes that are managing this. But once you start figuring those out and you're adding on different components into your strategy, then you start seeing the results. So do you use tools that would, let's say, go through the Salesforce's emails and see if they use certain terms or sensitivity that, that reads the language and pulls sensitivity or listens to your Zoom calls and things like that and sees if they're producing on message? Are, are there tools like that being presented to you or is this just kind of more basic than that, just even just, you know, getting out and using the, you know, more of the social medias and using the web and, and tools like that. I think it's, I think it's actually more basic, as you said, I, I think there are obviously as, you know, head of marketing, you get it addressed by a number of, of suppliers on a daily basis with a better solution than the other. And all these tools, they can do X amount of the other. But I think what is important is that you also need to manage the tools. You also need to, to, to be able to handle them and get the most out of them. It's no point of adding more and more technology to make it too complicated the whole time. Uh, depending on where you are in your situation from, from the marketing team and the maturity of the markets, et cetera. But I'll give you one example. We're, we're, we're subscribing to, to, a, to a media tracker, uh, which usually sat in the PR teams in, in, in my previous companies. Uh, it was monitoring basically your, your uh, mentionings of, of your corporates across media platforms. Uh, once you start analyzing this and you start checking what is available, you can actually start tracking your, uh, your, your target groups in these engagement forums. So you see a, a, a big, an article, a local article from, from a um, uh, newspaper in Italy, for example. Suddenly that comes into your marketing flow and you can actually start addressing this one through your local teams, uh, where you can come with, with an input, an engagement, and potentially also a solution. These are opportunities that probably would have been missed in the past when we worked more on a traditional one-way communication. Now, that, that's that's pretty, pretty interesting. I mean, I, I, I definitely see those tools. Um, from the customer point of view, how are they engaging? What tools are they using to engage an Allpick or reaching out to you? What has changed in that world? Have, have they caught up to using these different tools to figure out who their partner ecosystem should be as well? Without a doubt. I, I think there's no doubt about it that, that organizations and people in general are, are moving online. They're, they're trying out a number of different tools. I think when, when you start segmenting and, and going more into to, to strategy, you will have different channels for, for, for different sub-target groups and maybe even regions. Uh, so I, I think that's, that's for sure uh, one way of doing it. You optimize your websites, uh, et cetera. Uh, but but I, I think that... Um, organizations are still in a mix. I think from a marketing point of view to engage with customers, you, you still need this, this mix. I think coming out of COVID uh, and this Corona uh, situation, well, coming out, we're still in it, but uh, we, we had a lockdown in many of our regions. We had to cancel a multiple of, of activities which were more personal engagement and, and, and physical events. But you're also seeing that they bring a certain value uh, so, so, so you have an opportunity to, to mix this technology versus uh, kind of analog versus uh, digital. Uh, and I think that's also where the customers are. Uh, customers do more and more online, but there is definitely also uh, uh, still room for more traditional, if, if that's the word to use, uh, <laughs> face-to-face uh, marketing. 
but maybe using online leading up to those events so you are prepared so they can be more and more efficient uh, and maximizing the times you spend, for example, three days at, at a big event such as eWorld. Yeah, I mean... I- I get. I mean, I, I wish, you know, running a commercial organization myself, I, I miss the face-to-face, the differentiation, the time with my customers. Um, and in a lockdown world, or we just came out of uh, Energy Week this week, um, and, you know, coming out of that in an all, you know, virtual format, um, I, I find it's not the same. But what I've also felt, and maybe you see this or don't, is over the, I think trade shows have changed their value proposition, right? I mean, people find the information and the education online. And they have for some period of time. I don't think it's new to COVID. I don't think it's new. I, I think the trend in my experience is changing that that I don't go to a show. It used to be there are a few key shows where I'd really go to get the skills and brush up, but I can get the information that I need. It, it's, it's the networks and the other piece that I think brings value at the shows. Um, you get to see things, but it, it's also, it's the FaceTime, right? And, and, and that I think has evolved and changed. Is that part of the message of what you're saying, or do you not agree with that assessment? No, I, I totally agree. I, I totally agree. Uh, but I would add another di- dimension to it, and I, I think there is the, the opportunity if if you are creating an, the, the right event, so to speak. If I was an event organizer, maybe the size of the event is, is not key anymore. Uh, maybe the format could change. But I think what is really important is that, that once at the event – Yes, all the information you can find it online, but it takes time as well. Uh, you, you, to start looking for information where you might not know where to start, where you might not know what you're looking for. Uh, inspirational is, is as important. But I think this, this also comes back to this uh, engagement thing that, that, that I was mentioning in the beginning. Because if you look at for, from, from me as, as uh, leading marketing, then I, I also have my other engagement online with other marketing uh, managers and, and people within in, in this organization to get information from them, to, to benchmark, to see where we are. So, so I, I run my own engagement on the side. And, and, you know, once in a while we get together in smaller roundtables, uh, in, in larger one or two days, really compressed uh, conferences where you get more out of it than, than probably you would have done Googling or, or, or looking around online for, for certain period of times. So there's a lot of things that, that get missed, if not. But back in the days, so I think we, we ran a little bit too much on on, <laughs> on, um, on event, and it took a lot, a lot of time out of our calendars. So in the current world then, so if you were to talk to your colleagues who listen to this podcast and make recommendations or talk about your experience a bit. So we've, we've talked about an evolution. I, I, I think, you know, at the highest level, we said, look, there's, there's more of a digital connection to our customers. Uh, we talked about how you can kind of hunt a little bit more productively for uh, quality leads or more qualified opportunities for your sales team. Um, directionally, what do you think they should be looking at? What would your experience, I mean, you've, you've been in this and, and, and part of the idea of the podcast is to share kind of, you know, a, a look under the hood of our competitors. Like what, what else are we doing in the industry, right? So how are my colleagues, you know, that aren't invited to your little, your, your, your smaller uh, marketing group? What, what kind of things would you advise them to think about? I think that's a very good question, and, and I wish I had all the answers, but I, st- I still I still have got a lot to learn. <laughs> uh, in general, I, I think what what, I, what I've seen 
throughout, and it kind of, I, I kind of tend to come back to 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 this thing of, of engagement, but also partnership. Don't be afraid to start using others uh, in order to, to to create content to create customer value. But maybe the key factor, and and I think for a lot of marketing managers and, and and marketing professionals, this might not be something new. To some, it might be, but I think the the most important thing, and also then to relate that back to sales is this shift from kind of an outbound marketing to an inbound marketing. I think it's important to, to make sure that maybe using partners, creating content, creating value to customers in order to turn around a outbound communication to an inbound. And even for salespeople, I think this is important. And that's why the engagement becomes really, really important because by engaging, you will also drive the inbound. Uh, the inbound leads, uh, and I think it's you know we we still have a cross sales organization. I've been in, in the last couple of ten fifteen years. We almost have still have salespeople working through the yellow pages, even if they're online today, and it's not efficient. So I think we need to start looking at how can we create, how can we become relevant, how can we engage in order to to drive more inbound. So so. Does the tech help you as you evolve? I mean, we, we hear about digital transformations. We hear about, you know, green initiatives or sustainability, which is important in the energy industry as we're, as we're changing. So is the tech helping get that message out and uncovering new, I mean, to me, it's not just about using a Google search or even finding someone, you know, tweeting about doing interesting things, but, you know, it's, it's maybe companies doing interesting things, right, in, in, in different technology. Are you looking to bring some technology in-house or develop technology that helps helps that story along? Uh, meaning that, you know, if I'm a large energy user, are there technologies you're looking at that that maybe make, let's say, I'll pick a better choice um, because you understand things better or maybe because of your years of experience, you can help them develop or help them with the software element to this? Because, I mean, it is, it is digital, right? And there's, there's a lot that can be done. Is that part of what you're looking at as well as this, in this journey? I think, I think overall, I think the, the, the goal is to create customer value. Uh, you, you have a, a product that is, uh, is used by everyone. Uh, and and you, you also have a big transition in this industry, which, which basically means that we, we have a legacy. We have an extremely strong knowledge around this industry. And by using that as a platform and adding digital uh, tools, uh, we can do it more efficient. Uh, we can do it better moving forward. And I think this is also one way of why we're investing. Uh, we're looking in from a marketing point of view. We're talking now uh, yep. in 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 terms of of sponsoring certain events, participating. We we've, we've done hackathons for for kind of testing, uh, which is more kind of out there trying from a marketing point of view. At the same time, we're also running, obviously, a lot of, of, of internal projects, which are, are more uh, strategic and business driven. But I, I think without a doubt, this combination uh, is coming. We, we're using more and more tools um, for, from from marketing. It's, it's uh, also important to, to tell this story because you're you, as, a, as an organization, uh, as a message, you want to be relevant uh, today, but you also want to be relevant tomorrow. And if you can incorporate your legacy to this, then you have a good story to tell. And at the end of the day, I think marketing is becoming storytelling. 
Yeah, I think it does. But I also think if I look at an organization as global as yours and, and is, you know, the, the history it has in the energy business, you also have a quite a big corpus of data that could be used to do things, right? And so just, just pulling out the data can value both yourselves, but the, the knowledge and experience also is valuable to your customers if there's a way of, um, you know, productizing it or marketizing it where you, where you can share that knowledge base outside the organization, right? Well, data is, uh, I was about to say, the, the new oil is probably the wrong thing to use on a podcast like this. But, but I think data, of course, is important. I, I still believe that, you know, you make decisions on data. I make decisions on marketing data. Uh, you, you make trading decisions on data. Uh, you, you make di- business decisions on data. You, you make strategies based on customer data. There's a lot of data to be used. I think the, the, the big challenge for all of us in every single industry is how do we capitalize on this data and how do we actually monetize on this to, to, to create value from it? Uh, I think this has been, you know, using buzzwords as, as data lakes, etc. cetera. It, it's, it's a challenge because for me, Sometimes it feels like a lake and you put it there, you will never find it again. Uh, you know, what do you want? If you start with, with what you actually want, what do you, what do you think you need? And then goes back and see, can I have data to support it rather than the other way around saying I have a bunch of data, how can I use it? So do you have from marketing, do you tap into, I know you talked about hackathons and things like that, are data scientists part of who you tap into in your role? Uh, we, we, in, in some respect, when we talk about for hackathons, for example, or, or for, for for maybe competitions or, or marketing stunts that, that our others are planning or that we're doing, yes, we, we, we tend to use quite a bit of our, our, our data scientist uh, team. We, we participated last year, I think it was, in, in this hackathon Zurich. And it was actually led by our, our digital teams. Uh, you know, they are the experts. And when you bring uh, these hackathons competitions and, and these brilliant minds for, from all over the world together, then we need to match them with our brilliant minds. There's no point in having a, a marketing manager there telling them what to do with, <laughs> with data. So I think it's an important part. Yeah, that's cool. But, but I think the marketing manager brings what you said, from my experience working with big data, is the question to answer, right? The, the data right. scientist is, is the one that ferrets out the data and tells you if he can answer the question. But I think you need to know what you're looking for or asks, right? I mean, I think that's generally easier than, than having them have a pile of data and just tell them to give you results. I, I think I think you talk, I think that's the, the key point of it as well. And I think this is where maybe it separates from, from being on, on the computer side. You know, when you're in the software industry, I, I came from the software industry before, and and then you almost started with the data. How do you manage data? What kind of platforms do you need to manage this data? Whereas on the business side, okay, that's secondary. First is where are we going, and can data support me? So I think yeah. turn it around. Which I think is where we started this podcast today, right? I mean, I think we bring full closure, which is, you know, how, how, what are the business problems that technology allows us to solve, right? And that's the point of the whole insider's guide to energy and where we're going to go with this series going forward is let's talk about business problems. Let's look at technology and see how it overlays and helps us. So I think we've got our first episode done. I, I think that we've done an interesting journey through the Alpic uh, experience. Um, I want to thank you so much for joining us on our, our, our inaugural episode. Um, any last words? Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Chris. Uh, it's, it was really interesting talking to you, uh, as, as always, and, and, and uh, a privilege being the first one out. And wish you all the best.
Well, we thank you. We look forward to bringing you back after we have thousands of listeners down the road. Um, but thank you so much for being a part of this. And we look, wish you the best of luck. And we'll talk to you soon at one of these virtual or face-to-face meetings. Sounds good. Have a great day, Chris. Thank you. Bye-bye.